Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 27, season two of the Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. on Facebook throughout the season. Good evening, Richie. Uh, surprising round with a few upsets um, this weekend and a controversial two and um, unfortunately a frustrating Warriors performance. What were your thoughts on the round? Hi, Brad. Pleasure as always. Uh, yep. It was, it was a fun round, actually. Quite a few really good games and a nice to see a couple of upsets thrown in the mix. But, yeah, a big bummer that our mathematical chance, we, we can't talk about that anymore. Yeah, well, um, I think even though the, if the Warriors had won, the fact that um, the, the Broncos didn't do the job, they weren't going to make it anyway. But it would have been good to see yeah. them um, get a win. And, uh, good evening, Mark. Good to see you here. Hey, Mark. Um, yeah, so while we're here on, live on Wednesdays um, at 8pm, you can also catch our show at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Um, as always, we're going to be covering everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week. Um, we have a review of the round 24 matches and our picks. Then we'll stop and answer some questions from you guys, as well as questions we've prepared for each other. Um, before we go into previewing the final round of the regular season and then hopefully time pending, um, do a little bit of a recap on Super League as well. Um, so remember to send your comments and questions throughout the show and we'll try to answer them as best as we can. And we may as well just get straight into the top stories, Richie. Sure, mate. Let's go. Uh, first one I've picked is just kind of the finishing of a new story we brought up last week, which was the Elliot, Adam Elliott saga. Uh, there's been um, a decision on a penalty, and he's been fined $10,000. And Millie Boyle, um, his partner in the act, has been given a warning uh, due to it being her first um, discretion. And uh, right, what do you think about that, 10K? Mm, yeah, I mean, probably fair enough for the crime. Uh, we kind of touched on it last week, so I don't need to go too much into it. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, be silly, you get a slap on the hand. What do you reckon? Punishment fit the crime? Um, yeah, I think so. He he's just had too many. 
too many yeah. dramas. Um, so I think the the with most people, the quickest way to educate them and get them onto a better better behaving path is by hitting them in the wallet. So yep. I, I know if you charge me ten thousand dollars for something, one I wouldn't be able to pay it, and two I'd probably never do it again. So same. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's fair enough. And I see Simon and Nigel are here as well. Hey guys. Hey fellas. Uh, next bit of news is probably going to take a bit longer, but um, the Warriors are potentially going to be based in Redcliffe next season due to the the COVID dramas on both sides of the Tasman now. Uh, what do you think? I'll, I'll let you go on this first. Sure. Uh, not surprising news. Um, it's a bummer all the same, but, uh, you know, it was expected, so it's not like it's hit us out, out of left field. COVID's still doing its thing, and, and especially in in Auckland, it's it's reared its head again. So it kind of is what it is, Brad. I know they're looking at um, the possibility of still taking some games to to New Zealand next year, even though they're based there, if possible. So hopefully COVID allowing, that will be the case. Yeah, I... Okay, I'm I'm frustrated and disappointed with it, but it's out of their hands due to COVID. So I'd rather them be in the competition, yeah, um, and be stuck in Australia than have them here not playing. As, as unfortunate as it is, and hopefully COVID kind of sorts its shit out and mm. allows allows some games to come back before we go straight back into everything. And well, we have a map. We've got a map, yeah. The uh, red little dot is where Redcliffe is, folks. So you can see where you can see where Redcliffe is. It's just north <laughs> yeah. of Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's obviously at the moment it's uh, a feeder club for us um, yeah. until they quite probably um, become the next NRL team. So I think this is probably going to be quite an advantage for Redcliffe in their campaign to become the next team to have a club performing at their stadium regularly, I think we'll be able to show the the powers that be in the NRL that they're basically ready to hit the ground running with these other guys that are trying to um, get this, this 17th team don't have that yet. So to have a stadium ready to go, that's ready to play NRL games regularly. I think mm. um, it's a win. It's a win-win for Redcliffe where they, they can, strengthen their claim to be the 17th team and then the Warriors also have a place they can call theirs um, for the time being. But also if they do a good job with the Warriors about getting good crowds, again, yeah. also, they've also helped them build up their fan base ahead of time as well, yeah. especially if they could if they could play uh, sort of Redcliffe kind of, uh, say, um, curtain raiser games. Uh, that, that could also be another way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah, so there's been no official word on it yet, but it's basically all but confirmed. Everyone's basically already resigned to the fact that it will happen. Um, and yeah, Simon said he thinks Redcliffe will become the next NRL team, but they'll have to drop the Redcliffe because it's a very small area for ten thousand. Yeah, they they yeah. won't. I don't think they'll be called the Redcliffe Dolphins. They'll they'll have to call them something else. Um, so. We saw the little map, and my geography is amazing. Um, I don't know, like North North Brisbane, 
Um, yeah, that's what Simon's just said. North yeah, Brisbane, North Brisbane. Yeah, see, so if my geography teacher's watching, I, I was better than you thought I was. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they would have to change that name, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I think they're probably in the best position money-wise and the fact that, that we saw, we've saw we seen that stadium a few times this year now. It's not a bad little stadium. Um, yeah. And Mark's, Mark said he spoke to the Warriors today. That That's a nice little humble brag there, Mark. Um, they, they've put forward a proposal to the NRL and waiting response. Yeah, so I had heard that the Warriors had been doing that, trying to find a proposition that suits both parties. So hopefully um, once they have a response, we'll know. And um, we will let you know as soon as we know. So keep your eye out on that. And uh, we'll may as well get into the rest of the news before we spend an hour talking about that. Um, Josh Morris is joining his brother in retirement at the end of the season. Um, quite a quite a storied career. I'd say probably not um, probably not as good um, as his brother. Don't strike me down. Uh, Mark said the Ooh. Redcliffe expansion bid's got nothing to do with the existing Redcliffe team. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. It's interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. So watch this Just space. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I still think they're in the driver's seat because they've got more money. I think that was the last thing I heard. Um, and the others had to potentially join together to combat the money thing. Um, so, yeah, we'll watch that space. We've got a couple of years before before there's an like, official team actually playing. So we should probably get a bit more um, news on that next season. But, yeah, Josh Morris. So your thoughts on Josh Morris retiring at the end of the year? I kind of expected it, given what's happened to to his brother. Um, but what a, what a great career. I mean, you just said you didn't think he's as good. That's, that's controversial, Brad. I thought they were both pretty handy. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. He's, he's never won a premiership like his brother. Wow. Okay. Well, there you go. But uh, either way, both of them were extremely potent try scorers and there will be a loss to the game. And they've been two of the best outside backs over the past, you know, decade or more. So they'll be missed and um, all the best to him for the, for his uh, next stage. Yeah. Yeah. And Simon and Mark are just talking about Redcliffe still. Uh, Simon said they've got more money in uh, shopping more than other businesses around the area. And then, yeah. Mark mentioned again that it's a separate entity, and that was from the press conference statement from the Redcliffe bit themselves. So, yeah, um, we'll keep an eye on that and see if we can get some more data. And uh, next bit of news, it's kind of the next two kind of flow in together, but the Roosters have been fined 40K for post-match comments. Um, for after their game against the Rabbitohs, uh, Trent Robinson was quite critical of the officiating and there was some conduct charges <laughs> in regards to other parts. Um, what, what do you think first on the comments from Trent Robinson and the fine itself? It's not his first time this year. I know he had a dig when the Roosters played the Eels. Um, this time around, you know, he, the thing is you can't go out and, and sort of go on a tirade against the officials like that and, not expect some kind of monetary, you know, slap on the hand. But I I agree with most of what he said, to be honest. How about you, Brad? Thug life. Yeah, 
I'm in the same boat. I believe I I stand by what he said 100. Um, <laughs> percent The ref the refing was rubbish, and I I'm fine with the fine as well. Um, that you know that if you're going to have a dig at the refs, um, the refs are um, untouchable, unfortunately, in the NRL. Mm. And um, so if you're willing to pay the the fine, and uh, Steve Shuttleworth said he wished Brownie had the balls to have a dig at the officials. Yeah. 100% uh, agree. I, I feel like you you got to know, um, you got you know that there's going to be something coming. Um, so you don't do it every week. Like if you, like Trent Barrett having to go at the refs when the Bulldogs lost to us and there was no reason for it because the Bulldogs, they had some bad calls go against them, but they had some go their way as well yeah so in that type of situation um but i was very disappointed with the officiating in the roosters rabbitos game myself do i think it was going to change the result not at all but no i think you got to call it out and i think it will continue until the nrl actually like steven said get the balls themselves to actually punish referees for performing badly um we speak about it or if if a coach doesn't perform, they get fired. If a player doesn't perform, they get dropped. The referees can have the worst game of their life. And then they get told, we get told they're only human um, and nothing happens. I'm not saying I want to see refs get fired and everything like that. But I think if fans, um, this will flow on to another news topic a little bit later, but um, if fans and coaches see that referees get criticised by their officials and um, judged accordingly, you might see a bit of this resentment and comments against them die down a bit because you know that if they perform bad, they're going to get, not punished, but there's going to be repercussions for their performance like we see from everyone else. The thing about it, Brad, rewind back to Magic Round. Anybody breathed breathed near somebody's face and they were being sent, sent for the game. And Peter Volandis was so front foot. We have we have to protect the head. You know, we're not going to back down from this. This is the way it's going to be from now on. And it's like the past month or and a bit, they've kind of backtracked a little bit, and and seems like they've been a bit more lenient. Um, right. It's it, so, it's made it so much better to watch. <laughs> I bet you see a thug watch. Um, and then you know, all Trent Robinson is doing is singing off that song sheet you know one of his players had to go to hospital with a broken eye socket cheekbone whatever it was what what happened to the send-offs for that yeah well yeah we're going to get into that now um but yeah um onto that latrell mitchell's been suspended for six weeks he he took the early guilty plea um for his hits in that match on joseph manu um there's there's been, um, before we go into it, um, his family's come out and said that him and his family have been receiving death threats after this, which I completely don't condone at all. I think that's yeah, ridiculous. That's disgusting. I I am very irate about the hit he did. I thought it was a dog act and everything, but I wouldn't threaten his life for it. I think that's ridiculous. Um, only, yeah. I was going to try to make a joke and say, unless it's Joseph Manu doing it. But, um, yeah, I I by no means, you know, we, we can take the thug life stuff out of it for the moment. I think it was a complete 
uh, a dog act and a horrible thing to see happen, not only to a player, but one of Luttrell's closest friends that he decided to do it to. Um, I think the six weeks is well-deserved, but you you don't attack a man and his family and threaten their lives because of a stupid thing they've done on the field. Yeah, I agree with the six weeks. I'm, I'm with you in that camp, Brad. Um, six weeks seems fair, and what a lot of damage that's done to South Sydney's premiership campaign now. Yeah, and um, that's, a, that's a good question from Steve. We may as well hit it now um since we're talking about it but Stephen harris has asked um for both of us really surprised people like phil gould and um, paul gallon have defended latrell mitchell in my opinion <laughs> it was a reckless yeah. my point it was a reckless act my question to both do question uh, do players learn to tackle in that manner in training um like any work situation your governing body should be protecting their athletes is the nrl a lawsuit waiting to happen um i'll let i'll let you go first I'm not. I'm not so surprised that Phil Gould and Paul Gallen have defended defended that. Um, they're both sort of cut from the old school cloth. And saying that, I can. I might not be so much in your camp here, Brad. Where you said you thought it was a dog act. I, yeah, I thought it was. I thought the outcome was bad, but I thought there were other factors like Joey being taken in a tackle um, as it happened and dropped slightly. I don't think. I know Latrell has rushed up hard and gone to make a hard tackle and probably just use his shoulder, but I don't think he, I don't think his intention was to aim for his head and obviously not to injure. So um, from that point of view, I can kind of see where Gallen and Gould are coming from, but like like we were saying and like Peter Vlandes was saying so aggressively midway through the season, we must protect the head. And I think if that you know, the outcome was clear. We have, have a player in hospital, season gone. So, and I think I think the punishment fits the crime in this case. Now now Latrell's season's done. And um, yeah, what about you, Brad? So yeah, so Mark yeah. Um, agrees with you there saying it was reckless, but it definitely wasn't done with the intent to hurt. Yeah. I, I'm trying to put my bias aside. Um, You're just I, trying to clean your reputation now. No, 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 no. I, <laughs> I'm more on the other side um where it was reckless but as we were talking behind the show this isn't the first time from mitchell i i no. i think he's a very talented player and let, let's just get controversy out i think he's lazy and i think he's an idiot um when it comes to things like this it's not the first time this year he's done something reckless and stupid no, he got the four weeks against the Tigers, didn't he? I think he hurt Northaluma's jaw and also kicked out at, at one of the other Tigers players. Yeah, and um, a couple of weeks ago, he, he broke someone else's face. That one was kind of an accidental boot as well. Yeah. Um, so in that situation, as, as a former very fast player myself, um, I know when you're rushing in, when you're rushing in to, to knock someone's block off like that, there's a lot of area you can hit where you can knock them on their ass, um, which is nowhere near the head. If you hit them chest or low as hard as he did, that guy's going down. There's, mm. there's no need to go high. Um, and yeah, he was, um, Nigel's just made a comment as well saying shoulder charges are illegal in the game now, regardless of where the contact was made. Yeah. He yep. was leading with the shoulder, which is against he the was. rules anyway. So 
that, in my eyes, gives him intent. The fact he's leading with the shoulder, intent to hurt is a different story. I, I'll, I'll yeah. give you guys that. But sure. Yeah, it's it's an anti anti Mitchell bias on my end, just because I I feel like he's I'm putting him and Fafita in the same category where they are very talented, but mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't build my team around them. Um, I think I, I think Mark brings up a good point too, saying it may, makes it look worse because when he scored a try, he slammed the ball near the head of Fletcher Baker, um, and I think it, it's just like the Tigers game midway through the season where I think he just has patches where he sees red and he gets into into that zone, you know, and that's what he has to stamp out of his game. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that was more a bad look, and that that shows a lack of maturity um, from him as well. I. I've I've never tried to to kill someone on a on a field. I don't believe and being that. Being for it, um, <laughs> and not being simbin for it, um, you yeah. get away with it, Richie. Um, <laughs> so if coming coming back on the field after a simbin, you you generally try to still play to the best of your ability, but you kind of take things down a notch because if you've already been looked at and sent to the bin, anything you do is going to be looked at and. Um, We've seen it. Look at Kane Evans a couple of weeks ago. Um, one of the greatest yeah. Warriors to ever wear a Warriors jersey. Um, <laughs> he he got simbined, and then his next time he got sent to the bin wasn't simbin worthy, but due to him already pissing the refs off, he um, he is yeah automatically red flagged. So yeah, he he's got a bit of growing up to do. If if I can say that before we move on, yeah, that's fair. And uh, speaking of growing up, Lachlan Lewis is in strife um, for attempting to sell NRL property on eBay. Uh, he he said it was a, a it was just a prank, but the NRL um, gave all the teams like Bluetooth speakers um, while they're in like their little lockdown situations, and he apparently um, put it up on eBay to sell as a joke. And the NRL and the Bulldogs. Um, did not find the joke funny. Uh, I can relate to that as a person who tries to make many jokes and many of them fall flat. Um, <laughs> so what do, what do you think of this? The Bulldogs have told him that he won't be there next year. And I don't know if any other team will pick him up because you've got this, you've got him throwing Cody Walker to the ground as they'll go into the sheds. Uh, oh, that was glorious. Like, like a month or two ago. Yeah. <laughs> but um what do you think? Uh, what's what's in store for Lachlan Lewis's future? I just, who knows, mate? It's just such a funny story. You know, these these guys are pretty well paid athletes. Some nothing in the in the league of football players or anything, obviously. But um, yeah, I don't know if if what he said has any ounce of truth to it. Whether it's just a prank or who knows, but. Um, yeah, it's just one of those real curly ones. What did you think? Oh, uh, yeah, I put this in. I don't think it's much of a story. I think it's just an idiot being an idiot. It's part yeah. of our segment every week of rugby league players trying to show us how intelligent they are. Yeah, um, 100%. But I thought with the, the Joey Manu um, story, we needed something with a bit of levity afterwards. So threw it in. Um, I don't see him getting picked up by another NRL team. Um, I don't think he he performs on the field enough to counteract how he performs off it. 
Yes, what Shuddy says. Shuddy says he sucks at 40 anyway. So that's a big no to picking him up for the Warriors, you guys? Yeah, no. No, no. <laughs> Fair call. No. Um, but, yeah, next bit of news, we've got Matt Chicken um, is retiring from refereeing at the end of the year. Um, there was a quote. Um, we won't go too deep into it because I've done it a bit too much already. But um, he said there's been times he's been too scared to leave his hotel room due to uh, comments refs, uh, coaches have made during press conferences about his performance and fans. There's um, uh, how I don't want to. How do I word it without being offensive? Yeah, be um, careful, Brad. It kind of flows into what we were talking about with um, Trent Robertson, where. They're calling refs out for performing badly. Um, but it's also going into the same thing with Latrell Mitchell. You can be critical of what they do on the field, but you don't threaten their lives or personally attack them off the field. Um, that's where I go. I I am not Matt Chicken's fair, biggest fan by a long shot. I could probably write down uh, quite a few games he's probably cost the Warriors, and I've said very angry things at my TV screen or to him from the stands. Um, but it doesn't mean I'm going to follow him to his hotel room and threaten him or anything like that. There, there's a line. You can be critical of their performance, but you don't step over the line. And I think, again, like the Trent Robertson situation, you could solve a lot of this with actually taking referees into account for their performances. Um, I think, yeah think he was a very good ref but he hasn't been a very good ref for a long time and it's probably the right time to hang up the whistle in my opinion but what do you think i i agree with you that you know there's there's a line that shouldn't be crossed but i also think that you know maybe if there was accountability through the through the proper channels that it, it might take away some of the ref bashing i mean nowadays with social media there's such a ref bashing culture um, even within our, our Warriors community, uh, <laughs> take take any Warriors loss, for instance, and go on a Warriors Facebook page, and and I guarantee you, there's a huge spoonful of Warriors bashing. I'm not a, fa- a huge fan of him, just like you, Brad. And I think a lot of our a lot of our tirades towards the refs would have gone between each other. Um, but. Yeah, yeah, and Mark's made a good point as well. He said he hasn't been threatened by anyone. It's just a feeling he had because he was staying in the same same hotel as the teams. He was anxious about maybe being confronted. So that kind of makes it worse that he he's just scared. Um, but on that point, it kind of makes me feel like he knows he's he's cocked up in that game. Um, if he's yeah. worried about it, um, if you know you've done a good job and it was just the drop of the ball, you know no one's going to have a go at you. Um, refs, refs, kind of the on-field refs will make mistakes anyway. They're only human. They're like players. Players won't go a whole season without knocking a ball on. Um, the bunker's the one that yeah. really gets me. The ones with the technology, with the big screen TVs in front of them, they they get it wrong so consistently. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Mark said um, all of this goes back to the 50-50 call in the Sharks vs. Tigers game. Yeah, that was his biggest blunder this year to date. And then Simon said referees should not be living in homes or hotel rooms. They should be living in monasteries. 
Yeah, um, but I'm hoping, yeah, I, I don't know what he's going to do um, now that he's going to leave. Um, but, or like I said, in jest before the show started, at least hopefully it means a couple more wins for the Warriors next year with him gone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good luck to him wherever he goes. And um, yeah, last bit's it. I've only got I've got three little quick ones um, before we get into the rounds because we've been going quite a bit already. So I thought we would. Um, John Bateman's rumored to um, be wanting to return to the NRL next year with the Tigers a possible location. Um, Mark's agreed with you, Richie, about the bunker, um, and I do too. Um, yeah. But yeah, what do you think about John Bateman wanting to come back? Personally, for me, I wouldn't be touching him with a ten foot pole. He's a very good player, but. He, he gets homesick and wants. He was. It's only been a, a quick, a quick cup of tea um, in England since he was homesick and wanted to go back, and now he wants to come back. I think, personally, he wants to play for a good team. Um, Raiders weren't doing well, so he wanted to leave and go back to Wigan, who were playing really well, and now Wigan aren't performing, and he wants to go back to the NRL. Um, in yeah, my possibly. personal opinion, possibly. Um... And homesickness when you're coming from England is always a worry too, especially in these times and your family is half, half across the world. Um, you can't exactly just go over there. Um, yeah. He, he is a fantastic player. Um, yeah, let's bring him to the Warriors. <laughs> no, no. We've got, we've, got, we've got too many forwards already. Oh, no. Um, I joke, I joke. Um, and then this week, um, as we, we might cover briefly in our preview, a lot of the uh, top sides are resting a lot of their players to prep for playoffs next week. Um, there's been a bit of, I wouldn't say anger. And yeah, Mark said with Chicken and Perinara both gone, the Warriors' win percentage should increase. Yeah, uh, be be a top eight team for sure um, yeah. with, those, with those two out of the picture. But yeah... Um, a lot of people are upset that a lot of the teams aren't playing their players um, because they want to rest them. And Andrew Abdo's come out and said the NRL won't step um, step in and stop teams from doing this in the future. What are your thoughts about um, well, how teams could the NRL, resting? How could their they, NRL, they, NRL? They can't do anything. It's it's up to yeah. the coaches and 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 the teams how they manage their roster. Look at um, look at Craig Bellamy last year. In the final game of the round, rest 11 players, 11, 12, whatever it was. And, you know, I think they dropped the game to the Dragons. They go on and win the Premiership. But that's just Bellamy wanting to keep his players fresh rather than go all out and try and win the minor Premiership. He knows that minor Premiership's one thing and then it's a whole new ball game after that and you have to win, you know, four games on the trot to take out the grand final. So uh, you you can't begrudge a coach for wanting to do that yeah i agree um as much as you want to see the best players playing you're here to win a premiership so mm. if resting your best players to give them a week to prep for the grind of playoffs which starts next week um i agree uh, that's what you got to do nigel's made a comment saying they should give them a bye week before the finals and play a standalone round for the woman that could be an idea um, if you want to have them playing everyone every week. I don't think they will do it because the NRL, um, they they just want to keep playing. Um, and 
I think it's kind of that last round. It's kind of not. I. It's not really that interesting, I guess, for a lot of people because there's a lot of teams that have no chance. Um, so maybe they're just like, it's a given round anyway. Um, mm. But yeah, no, it's not going to change. And I'm hoping that one day we get to a point where the Warriors are resting all their players because they were getting ready for playoffs. Yeah. So, but you're um, only going to see the top one or two teams do it. All the other teams jostling for position or trying to get into the eight. You yeah. need those players. Uh, you know, so for the most part, it's it's not even a point. Yeah. Yeah, and Mark said the reward for being the best team over 26 rounds and winning the minor premiership is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's like, what do you... Um, the Panthers won the minor premiership last year, and do you think they care? No, they, no one remembers. All they, all they care about is the fact that they, they lost the grand final. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the fact that like we, we've got a, a minor premiership as the Warriors, which is great and all, but no one asks how many minor premierships you win. I've tried to use that as a bragging point many times and people just laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the last bit of news before we move on was just a quick one. Matt Lodge has avoided suspension for his dangerous contact charge. Um, finally, a right call. Um, I think it was a legitimate tackle. And that is what the judiciary have decided as well. Um, it was just unfortunate that a player got injured in that. But I'm going to cover players getting injured in the Warriors-Raiders game when we review that game. Um, yeah, and Simon says the only team in rugby league that's going to care about winning a minor premiership this week is Catalan Dragons for winning the league leader's shield in the Super League. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we've been going forever, so we may as well get straight into um, our game game reviews, which started on Thursday with the Knights defeating the Titans 15-14. Um, this win saw the Knights seal their chances of making the top eight, um, which is great for them, and it was all off the back of a Mitchell Pierce field goal. And I think it was, we talked about it um, since Pierce's returned, that that combination of Pierce and Ponga, um, throw in Jake Clifford as well, has really started to build some momentum for the Knights and doesn't mean they're a premiership threat by any means, but they definitely have shown they deserve that spot in the top eight. Yeah, 100%. Um, Ponga and Pierce, obviously, they're, they're two main guns. I think Jake Clifford, since he's come along, has been, uh, you know, he's been a bit of an unsung hero. I think he's played really well since he's gone there and, almost makes the Cowboys look a bit silly letting them go and swapping for dead. And But, um, yeah, it was obviously a really tight game. Two, two teams going hammer and tong to get the um, the seventh and eighth spot and, and unfortunate result for the Titans. It sort of leaves them with a all-or-nothing game against us this week. But two tries apiece says how close it was. You know, Ponga and Pierce getting tries, Philip, Sammy and David Fafida. David Fafida got a lovely try, although... Probably that might have been one of the only things uh, he he contributed for the game. Um, and then yeah. Pierce, Pierce, as he does. I know Paddy Herbert had a pop at field goal uh, from, from a long way out and missed, but Pierce has done it before in, in his career and he, he does it again. And, and he seals the playoff spot for the Knights. Yeah, I think um, it was a very good game. I think both sides had their fair share of good moments and bad moments and it was just the knights 
had one more good moment in them. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, the Titans will just be like, oh, we made a few too many errors and poor decisions. If we had done this instead of this, we probably would have got the win. Um, they they still have a shot at making the eight, but it's they need to beat the Warriors and they need other games to go their way. Yeah. Um, so very tight and makes me very worried as a Warriors fan um, about what type of Titans we're going to be facing this week. No, but 13 plus Warriors. <laughs> then, um, speaking of the Warriors, that goes into the next game, which was Friday with the Raiders coming from behind to beat the Warriors 28 um, 16. I'll let, I'll let you start this one, um, before I just cry to cry into it. Do I have camera. to? <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it started so well. Uh, we flew out to 16 0 and and it looked like smooth sailing. Um, but being Warriors fans like you and I, Brad, you know it's it's not time to pull out the pull out the party streamers and everything once that happens. Um, I thought Wade Egan was re- like had his probably his best game in Warriors colours and had some really great runs. And um, I think once I think maybe we got to about the thirty minute mark somewhere around there, and, and then it, we let Canberra score. And they score again after halftime, and you could you could just see it unravel and, and slow motion. Well, not even slow motion; it, it came on like a like an avalanche after that. And um, Townsend again with with his shoulder going off was was a big hit for us. Uh, you probably agree, Brad. Nikarima came on and, and didn't exactly set the world on fire, and it just looked like we were we ran out of direction after that. What your, what was your take? Yeah, I think they started well. Um, there was there was three things that I think cost them the game. Um, Townsend's kicking game was on point, and then he got injured. Yeah, um, Cody Cody replaced him and didn't make a single kick. Yeah, replacing the halfback and not kicking um, is just unacceptable in my opinion. Um, they the Warriors dominated the middle, and then when they took Matt Lodge and Adam Fanua Blake off for their rest. Um, the middle broke apart and that scattered throughout the rest of the Warriors' defense. And that's what changed the game. Um, the Nathan Brown needs to figure out a way to make sure at least one of those guys is on the field at all mm. times, even if that means you don't start with both of them. If you start it's becoming with say, a, It's becoming a common theme, isn't it, when those two come off? Yeah. Do you reckon? If you, yeah, even if it's uh, you start with... Um, Fanua Blake and Bunty and then Bunty comes off you bring Lodge on and then you take Fanua Blake off and put the other prop on and then even if you I don't know how you work it but you've got to make sure at least one of them is not on the field at all times because when they both come off the team goes backwards Um, yeah that's and then the last part is Nathan Bloody Brown picking Kane Evans Picking Kane Evans instead of Jazz Tavanga. Um It's a strange one. Really and he's weird. done it again. He's done it again this week. Um, it frustrates me because I'm losing confidence in Nathan Brown. I, I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, but he keeps picking Kane Evans, and I don't understand why. Every time he bring, it's like he wants to give him a chance to shine, and then he proves that he can't. So then the next week he wants to give him another chance to shine. Um, 
I thought after his performance where he got the two Simbins, that should have been the last time we saw him this year. You think, was, uh, Kate, you think Kane Evans makes a better coffee than Jazz Tavanga? Possibly. Um, possibly. There, there has to be something. That I've never... <laughs> I'm... I've never seen a guy as big as Kane Evans that doesn't make an impact. Jazz provides more go forward than a guy twice his size. Well, there's way that, more upside to Jazz. Way more upside yeah, on, to Jazz. On on that alone, they should be swapping Kane Evans as a cat. Um, I know you watch Kane. I know you watch Kane, but you're rubbish. Um, you yeah you what how, what's that cliche saying? Built like Tarzan, plays like Jane. Um, that's yeah, big, big for nothing. Yeah. Um, as as a big man myself, that played in that same manner. I sympathise with him, um, but <laughs> I I was doing it for free. <laughs> so yeah i I don't think I don't think Evans should be there. Um, Maybe Evans has been folding Brown's laundry. Yeah, that's probably the only thing he's folding. But um, yeah. <laughs> I've I wasn't I wasn't excited about his signing when they announced it. I gave him the benefit for the doubt. Um he showed he wasn't up to it for me. Um and yeah, we'll go to um Simon's asked what the contract situation with Kane Evans is. He's still on contract next year. I think it was another it was only one year, I think. So it comes yeah, to the end so. of twenty twenty two. Judging by how Nathan Brown's going, they'll be extended and he'll probably be our captain. Um and then, um, yeah, Mark said there was no logic behind benching one of our best middle defenders in Jazz. Agree, hundred yeah. percent. I haven't. There's been nothing in Jazz's game that said he needs to be dropped. Um, he would be my. This kind of flows into another comment from Mark. Um, Jazz would be my lock because Curtis Surinan's been disappointing for me as well. Yeah, as Mark very quiet, very um, quiet, not very productive at all. Yeah, Jazz would be starting lock for me. Um, with Tohu Harris gone. It's just as soon as Harris is gone, Jazz comes in. It's just a foregone conclusion in my eyes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we, we've completely forgot to talk about the Raiders here. Um, so Raiders, um, I thought they were actually very good. I was worried for them when it was 16-0 because the Raiders are renowned for disappearing in the second half, but they did the opposite. Yep. They they took advantage. They made the right decision in getting dropping Bailey um Bailey Simonson. He he was having a, a horrible day. I know he pretended to get hurt, so when he got benched didn't look embarrassing. Uh, but they took him off, they brought Chance on, and he changed everything for them there. And Jordan Rapana got to technically get the match winner, um, even though there was a try scored after him, but it was a carbon copy of round three's try almost where he was going in for the match winner and Roger stopped him, but there was no Roger to stop him this time. Um, yeah. So, and yeah, Mark said 11 missed tackles last weekend from Surinan. That is wow. shocking. For, um, especially when they've been promoting him as he's not delivering attack wise, but he's a very solid defender. That's yeah. No, it's a no from me. Um, but yeah, it was good to see the Raiders actually perform. Um, unfortunate for us as Warriors fans to see them lose. Uh, but yeah, I to Speaking be honest, of- I'd rather I'd rather see the Raiders in the top eight than some of those other teams. So, speaking of seeing the Raiders perform, 
what did you make of some of the, some of the theatrics? You know what I'm oh, talking yes. about, Brad. That was what I wanted to touch here. Um, the NRL needs to sort this out. But um, <laughs> the amount of milking. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Raiders, I know the Raiders are sponsored by Milk, but they shouldn't be doing it on the field. Every time they got hit towards the end when the game was, you know, in the balance and was there for the taking. Every time they got tackled, they stayed down like they had been hit by a truck. And then every time they got a penalty for it. Um, It's disappointing. Um, And I'm still a stickler for when the, when you're trying to, you've got the ball in hand and you're doing slow play the balls because you're trying to waste time. If you're the defender and you lay on them trying to waste time, you get penalized. So I still think if you're deliberately, slowing down the play the ball on attack, you should get penalized as well. It will never happen, but it just bugs me. Um, and for some reason, the Warriors, when they're in that situation, they don't do it. They still try to play the ball a million miles an hour. So we haven't learned that. Um, but yeah, I'm not a fan of it, and I don't like milking. Um, if I see if I see someone milking, I know the next time I hit them, it's going to be high to make it worth it. Um, <laughs> So, yeah. What are your thoughts on milking? <laughs> oh, I thought it was, it was almost, it got to the point where it was almost farcical. Yeah, thug life, Brand. Yeah. Um, they were, you know, they were taking feathers to the face and staying down for as long as it needed to take until the bunker intervened and the ref blew his whistle. So, not a fan of it at all. And I hope uh, the Warriors as a team never, ever go down that path. Too right. And then the next game on Friday, we saw the Rabbitohs wipe the floor with the Roosters 54 to 12. Thought it was a very good dominating performance from the Rabbitohs. That's being ignored due to that horrible moment um, from Latrell Mitchell. Um, as we talked about it in depth in the new section, it wasn't given as a Simbin straight away. Um, Henry Perinara even said it wasn't Simbin worthy at first, um, which is why he is not in the bunker anymore. Um, what do you think about it? Do you think it was a Simbin? Personally, if it was me, I thought it was a red card. Um, yeah, send off. Send off yeah. every day of the week. Yeah. So we, we talked about it already a lot there, so we won't talk about it more. Besides that act, um, the Rabbitohs, I thought, just looked unstoppable. Come at, come at us, Paul. I'm just going to come on the, 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 the refereeing point of view here. We, we, we've, we've, we keep saying how they're unaccountable and there's no 
reaction to them doing bad calls. Uh, and here we have basically a, a ref who is who is um, a bit worried about going out afterwards, but he said, he said he's retiring because he's getting bad games. He's not getting big games because he's having poor performances. We've got a guy here who's been stood down from, from the um, bunker because he's had a, uh, a a bad call. Now, maybe these aren't done publicly with a big full-page um, full spread saying, we are standing down this person, but it shows there is accountability and there is punishments for these guys. It just might not be announced. Yeah, it, it took a while because Piranara was getting criticised for poor calls last week as well. So I think it was more, yeah, so I, I agree with you there. He, he was maybe given an extra chance to prove himself and then prove himself wrong. So, yeah, um, Piranara should have been fired a long time ago. Um, yeah, normally, normally the ref, normally the ref accountability is to give them the least important game of the weekend, the following week, and then they end up refing us. That is true. Yeah, that's generally what <laughs> happens. Paul. sorry, when they get punished, they get sent to the Warriors. Um, that's not even a joke. Um, that is what happens. Um, it's always, it's always good to hear we are punishing this ref, and their punishment is to watch the Warriors. Um, it always makes us feel great as fans. Um, but yeah, um, besides that though, uh, the Rabbitohs looked unstoppable again on attack. Um, the Roosters are lacking firepower, especially with Manu gone. Um, but yeah, the Rabbitohs were led by the usual suspects and Cody Walker and um, Adam Reynolds, and another hat trick from Alex Johnston. Um, their forwards dominated. Um, Mark Nichols, I thought, was quite he got a strong. Double. He, yeah. He got a double, which is very rare for, for Nichols. Um, but, yeah, the Rabbitohs' momentum is building. How far do you think they'll go postseason without the trail, Richie? I think it does a fair bit of damage to their chances. I mean, you watch any of their good runs of the season, he's been right at the forefront, obviously, along with Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds and, and Cam Murray. Um I think it does do a lot of damage to their campaign from here. I think without him, it becomes a lot harder. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I still didn't have – I had them as a slight smoky, but um, I have three in my head that I think have a shot, and they weren't one of the three. But every week, um, they, they, they try to prove me wrong. And Mark commented as well, saying Rabbits um, took Tedesco out of the game, and that was important, yeah. Um, if you basically with how um, many players are missing from the Roosters, if you take Tedesco out of their game plan, um, it really it really stifles everything for them. So um, that's a great attacking ploy, and I think we'll see that a lot more in playoff time. Um, it's what you should be doing every time you, you try to isolate the the key player of the opposition to try to. Um, stop everything. It's what we saw Melbourne do with Manly when they stopped Tommy Turbo. Um, so, yeah. It is a good point because Tedesco basically is the Roosters right now. And yeah. even more so now going forward, now that Joey Manu's gone for the season. Yeah, 100%. And um, that takes us to our first game on Saturday. Um, but disappointing here, I try to back the Dragons and they don't deliver for me with the Cowboys breaking their losing streak and defeating the Dragons 38-26. Um, what do you think of this game, first up? I was pretty chuffed for the Cowboys. I, I don't follow them. I'm, I'm not a fan of them, but 
seeing any team going on a 9, 10, 11. I can't remember exactly what the number was, but, you know, that's that was a bad losing streak. Um, so much was, so yeah. that we were kind 10. of... It was 10, wasn't it? So, yeah. yeah, never nice to see that sort of thing happen. I was pretty happy for Tom, Tom Dearden. I thought he had his best game probably in his first grade career. Um you know, the Dragons came out and, and they actually led 20 to 10 at halftime. Um, and you thought that I thought that the Cowboys were going down that same path again. But credit to them, they they put on a bit of a clinic in the in the second half and ended up seven tries to five uh, and, and overturning the Dragons, uh, probably reinforcing your thoughts on the Dragons a bit, Brad. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's these two teams have been the ones that have been screwing me in picks all year. Um, yeah, I had I had too much confidence in the Cowboys and they let me down, and I didn't, I didn't get on the Dragons' bad wagon early on, and it cost me. And then once I started to think they could perform, they started performing as bad as I thought they should. Um, and yeah, I think I think Tommy Dearden watched the show last week when I said that the Cowboys were in trouble because he was rubbish. And um, he he decided to try to prove me wrong again, which is always great. It's great to say things on here and get proven wrong the very next week. I, I love it. It makes me feel so so much better. Um, thoughts on um? What are your thoughts on Valentine Holmes as a centre? I thought he thought he played well there. I think as long as he's on the field, he makes the Cowboys a better team. Um, I don't know. Do you think they're going to put the hammer at fullback full time and have him as a center? I think he's a pretty good prospect. He's extremely fast. Obviously, he's one of the fastest in the game. And I think when you've seen him have a go there this year, I think we've seen a, at least you know a couple of spectacular tries out of him. So he's a prospect, yeah. um, but he's a young prospect. So. He's a young prospect. I think if they're going to do that, I'm all for it because they were trying the hammer at centre and it was stifling his game. Um, yeah. He wasn't getting into the – every time he got into open space, he caused – he created something either for himself or for someone else. And when he was stuck in that centre position, he was having to change his, his game and it wasn't helping him or the Cowboys. So I think if you switch the two um, – You'll see a lot more the the way the NRL is. If you've got like a nice speedy um, fullback, you're generally going to have a, a good time, as we're seeing with a lot of the teams. Mm. So it it seems smart, and I know there's been a lot of pressure on on Peyton. There were rumours coming out that he might not even be safe in his job right now, and I, I think I I don't like seeing coaches being um, put put out um without even getting a decent shot you know he's taken this job this year it isn't even really shaped how he would have it yet um so you got to give him you give him a bit more a bit more rope to hang himself with first as they say um so i think he's got he's got great bones to be a a good coach um bring him always Yeah, he'll always have a place in my heart um, with what he did with the Warriors last year. So, yeah, if the Cowboys don't want him, I'll take him in a heartbeat. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah, Stephen said Holmes ain't a fullback, wing or centre. What is yeah. he, though? Well, he's proven to be a very good winger. Absolutely. Yeah. And and we, I haven't seen a lot of him at centre, but 
Um, I read that wrong. Sorry. He said he's not a, f- a fullback. He's a wing yeah. or center. Yeah, yeah. I read that wrong. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. Um, but he has had some, some brief moments at fullback for the Cowboys this year. But yeah, I think that switch will make them a stronger team, which is what they want. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that takes us to the next game, which was Sharks defeating the, the Broncos 24, 16. Um, this, wasn't what we wanted. Um, it's what I picked. Thankfully, it keeps me keeps me alive in the tipping comp. Uh, we we needed the Broncos to get the win here if we had won. So I feel like if we had defeated the Raiders, the weekend would have been ruined after this game for us anyway. Um, mm. But yeah, I think for for the Broncos, I think they just let themselves down with discipline. Um, they had yeah. two sin bins, which didn't help them. Um, I think if they had played with cooler heads, played a bit calmer and didn't try to rush things, um, they probably would have got the win here. As a Sharks fan, I'd be happy that we are potentially going to make the eight after this win, but I'd be very concerned with the performance. Um, Again, this Broncos team isn't the one that started the year. They're playing a lot better. But for the Sharks, you would expect a bigger result than this. What do you think about it? I was disappointed in the result because I, I was back in the donkeys then. Uh, I thought the game was quite a good game. It was close to the contested game, four tries to three. Um, but you pretty much hit the nail on the head where the Broncos let themselves down with discipline. Once Flegler went off for, for a Sinbin, the Sharks scored two tries. Flegler comes back onto the field pretty much as soon as he gets back up onto the field. He gives away a, a stripping penalty. They kick The Sharks kick the two. And then momentum's completely swung because up until that point, the Broncos were building momentum. Um, again, I was pretty impressed with Milford and I thought Tessie New was looking really dangerous as well, connected for a, a couple of really nice tries. Yeah, I think minus the discipline, the Broncos might have been the the better team. I didn't I didn't yeah. really think much of the Piyokura Sinbin. I don't, he got Sinbin for a late tackle, which looked barely late, and, and the justification from the ref was... Uh, there was whiplash action, uh, which mm. I think we saw Jazz Tavungan get sent to a sin bin earlier earlier in the year for a, a tackle that got that caused whiplash. That one I don't really get because you're trying to hit people hard. S- sometimes there will be a whiplash action. What are you saying? You can't hit people hard anymore? You're trying to steal my stick here. Um, I am. Uh, Not intentionally. I'm, I'm... It's just my feelings. <laughs> um, yeah, see, Richie's the, Richie's the thug now. Um, yeah. And um, Stephen made a comment as well, saying the Broncos are developing a really good side. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, um, <laughs> unfortunately for us, um, yeah, yeah. I think with some of the signings they've made for next year and the way the young guys are performing at the moment, if they can keep this momentum and flow it into next year with Adam Reynolds and Co. in there, um, I'm not going to say they're going to be a, a guaranteed top eight but they're definitely not going to be sitting around wooden spoon contenders um, by any means. And yeah, they just need to sort that discipline out. And I think they could be onto a winner. Um, yeah. Tessie knew was strong. You throw in Katoni Staggs and the like as well. Um, that's a dangerous looking side. Dangerous. And yeah. yeah. Um, Sharks, they, they, they might make the eight. We'll talk about that once we get to the ladder, but I don't think they'll get past the first week in my humble opinion. Hmm. Sharks scored a really nice try. I think Sione Katoa had a had quite a good game for the Sharks. 
And one yeah. of the tries where he he set up Connor Tracy, he just went on a big carving run down the sideline yeah. and, and came in field. So they had their moments, but yeah, I think they can thank the Broncos a lot for that result. Yeah, and Simon has said that the Broncos have to improve before the new team comes in or they could lose fans to the new team. 100%. If, if the Warriors are going to be stuck in um, Brisbane next year, they're going to lose fans next year anyway. Because um, at least uh, uh, the Warriors make it exciting um, when they lose, at least, um, by giving yeah. you a, a slight a slight sniff of perhaps getting a win um, before they take it away from you. Um, but that takes us um, to probably the biggest upset of the round. Um the Eels defeating the Storm 22 to 10. Um, Second time this year. This, yeah. Um, only team to beat them twice this year. Uh, I, I didn't see it coming. I'm lost for words. Uh, I wrote the Eels off completely last week, so we can put them with Tommy Dearden um, and trying to prove me wrong. Um, Philip, yeah, your usual suspects, the spine that I, again, heavily criticised last week, yep. stood up. Um, Mitch they Moses, did. Gutherson, Dylan Brown, they all played really well. Um, I think it's that thing with the Storm, though. Whenever you're playing the Storm, I think you always bring an extra effort because you're playing the Storm. Um, and, yeah, for some, I don't know if the Storm, I'm not going to say didn't care, but, you know, their, their eyes are on other things, potentially. If that's, they just, they didn't look as good. Um as we'd normally say, I, I saw some people, it's quite a controversial subject and I kind of agree with it, but um, there were people saying that the storm with Nico Hines at fullback look better than when Pappenhausen's there at the moment. And at the moment, I, yeah. I agree at the moment. I think um, they would be a better chance with Hines out there. Um, but yeah, the storm... Um, but the Eels, perhaps this was the Eels grand final as such, and this might be the, the last bit of gas in the tank for them before they fall out of the playoffs. You think so? I think you so. Don't think this, I think you don't think this is the Eels from earlier in the season that, that were winning all their games and, and they've just come back out of hiding? No. I They've got a very strong game this week. Admittedly, he gets a team that doesn't have too many of their stars. If they perform well against the Panthers, then I'll give them a bit more... Um, leeway when it gets to playoffs, but if they come out and they just go back to what they did a few weeks ago um, against the Panthers, we'll go. It was just a um, a once once in a blue moon type of performance. Um, mm. But yeah, give them the 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 credit where it's due. They they played well in this game, and the Storm didn't. Yeah, I think so. I think um, I think the Storm definitely did look a bit off, and I agree that Pappenhausen looks very gun shy compared to what he was pre-injury. It's like he's not hitting the same gaps with the same ferocity. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, 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 looks, he looks a lot uh, passive. Passive is probably the word I'm looking for. Um, but, I, yeah, Hi, when they were playing with Hines, Hines had them playing at another level, and, and I'd probably be sticking with him, with Pappenhausen off the bench if I if – I, if I were Bellamy, and he obviously knows a heck of a lot more than me. But two tries for the Storm in a whole game is, is well off where they've been all season. But you've got to yeah. give a bit of credit to, credit to the Eels. I mean, they, they didn't really let them play as well as they as well as well they normally do. So great result yeah. for the Eels. 
Yeah, and we'll end it with Simon's comment where he said at the end of the day, Eels are a bunch of chokers in the playoffs. Of so course. we'll end that game review on that. I agree with that too. Yeah. Um, that takes us to the first game on Sunday, which was the Seagulls defeating the Bulldogs 36 to 18. I picked this game, but I was surprised by the margin. Um, I think the Bulldogs were a bit hard done by with one of Tommy Turbo's tries. He got a hat trick, and I think one of those tries wasn't a try, which um, Trent Barrett agreed with me. Um, what do you? What did you think? Do you think that changing of hands as he was trying to wrestle it to the ground, was it a try? I know if the think- Warriors did that, we wouldn't have got it. Yeah, exactly right. Probably you don't stop there. I think if it's another player other than someone like Tommy Trebojevic, that's a no try. Uh, it looked very suspect, and I think unless you're a, Ma- I think unless you're a Manly fan, you're probably calling that a no try. Yeah, again, I don't think that would have cost the Bulldogs the game by any mean, no. means. But um, yeah, I kind of it's kind of like kicking kicking them while they're down. Um, but um, the Bulldogs, I thought, played really well. They were leading, what, 12-10 at halftime? 12-10 at halftime, um, yep. And then, yeah, just um, they they made they made too many errors at the start of the second half, um, missed too many tackles. It just kind of fell away, um, which is unfortunate for them. Um, but I think if they, they – they've been playing poorly for a lot of the year, so to come this close – against a team that potentially could go all the way. Um, it's probably a silver lining on your cloud going, you know, we lost again, but um, we're, we're not giving up as easily as we, we used to. But, yeah, I think the Seagulls, they, they did what they needed to do and they finished strong, which is always um, a very dangerous thing to see in this team that they can just go out and score two or three tries in the final 10 minutes of a game and take it away from you. Mm. I think if you're a Bulldogs fan, it was a gallant loss. No one would have saw 12-10 Bulldogs leading at halftime. And then when you take, yeah. if you take away the controversial try and then the try to seal the game was off an intercept, you know, all of a sudden the score's a lot closer. And, and you can say job well done to the Bulldogs for coming that close against one of the competition's heavyweights at the moment. Yeah. And that takes us to the last game of the round, the Panthers defeating the Tigers 30-16. to Another closer-than-expected game for me. Um, yeah. Thought it was um, a great effort from the Tigers. Kim Amalo scored another try, so his little try tally is going quite well. Um, good to see him playing and being happy. And the Panthers, they clearly looked looked rattled. I don't know if that's the right way to use it. He didn't seem on his game. He, he was a bit off with his kicking game after I praised him last week, but they still were too good for the Tigers. Tavita Pangai Jr. was strong. I um, think he, he scored his first try for the Panthers yeah. he, this, in this game. He was really and, good. Um, he looked damaging. Um, good, to see him, good to see him playing well. Um, I know his time with the Broncos was a bit, bit up and down, and he had some unfortunate stuff happen off the field, which delayed his start in the Panthers. But I think he, he did really well, and I think it kind of showed that in the right environment, you can get the best out of him, um, which we saw at the Broncos before um, they got in the new coaches. So hopefully that attitude the Bulldogs get to see next year. If 
if he can play like he's playing at the moment for the Bulldogs, it makes the Bulldogs look um, really competitive. Um, but yeah, they um, Panthers did really well. Um, they did rest some players, and um, they did what they needed to do. But they're going to need a lot more out of Cleary once they get into playoff football. Sure, which I, I think he, I, it will happen. He, yeah, I mean, I don't even. I think I agree with you. He 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 did look a bit off to start with, but he an off night for Cleary, and you're still saying he got three try assists and five from five off the tee. So by most people's standards, not too bad. Um, the Panthers will be happy. They bring they brought back Brian Toa and James Fisher Harris this game. They're, they're two very big ins for them in their in their run home. And Toa picked up a try as well. But yeah, on your comments on Tavita Pangai Jr., yeah, he he adds another pretty damaging dimension to their pack, doesn't he? I mean, yes. they already had a very good pack full of rep players, but. Um, yeah, he adds another dimension. So I think they're they're shaping up nicely for for the top eight. Obviously, yeah. going to make the top eight, but for the finals, I think they're shaping up quite nicely now. Yeah, I think they're comfortable. I don't think they're going to slip out of the eight. Yeah, no, sport. obviously, obviously they're comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that was the round. Um. It was a horrible round for picking for both of us. Um. I got four out of eight. You got five out of eight. Um. Which means I'm still in the lead with a week to go um, with 136 out of 184, and you're on 135 out of 184. So um, you've cut my lead down, um, getting, I believe it was uh, you backed the Raiders and yep. you backed the Knights. That yep. was correct. So, yeah, one game in it with one round to go um, before we started all up again. So it'll be interesting with our picks this week because I see we do have a couple of different ones. Um, but, yeah, we'll get into the latter before we quickly move on. Not really much change with Melbourne still at the top, followed by Penrith. Rabbitohs and Manly are third and fourth. Um, Eels are fifth now. Roosters are dropped to sixth. Knights staying at seventh. And Cronulla staying in the eighth. Um, Raiders and Titans ninth and tenth. Warriors at 11th. Dragons 12th. Tigers 13th, Queensland, North Queensland 14th, Broncos 15th, Bulldogs 16th. In my opinion, it's really only between the Sharks and the Raiders to make the eight. That's it. Um, yeah, because we're going to beat Gold Coast. Yeah, well, even if we lose to Gold Coast, I don't know if they're going to have enough. They're going to need to have some other teams help them out, and I don't think it's going to help. Um so yeah, I think looking, I think it's going to be the Raiders. I'm putting my line in the sand. I think the Raiders will be eighth. Well, you didn't pick the Raiders to win this weekend, though, did you? Did you? I no, think I you didn't. Picked... No. <laughs> so yeah, okay. I take that back. Um, I didn't pick the Sharks either, though. So. So yeah, it stays like that. It stays like that. There we go. See, you're making me look like a fool. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it stays like that then. Um, but if there is a team that will make it, it will be the Raiders because I'll get that pick wrong. Um, yeah, so I'll try to. I'll try to sit on the fence on that one. <laughs> um, so before we go into our picks, did we have any other questions from from everyone in the chat, Paul? No, we've kind of covered all the comments as we've uh, as we've been going along. Yeah, got to got to work nice. on that, not answering them as we go. <laughs> so we actually have a question section. Thankfully, we have questions though. 
Um, my one's a bit quicker. Um, I mean, your one's a bit quicker for me, and we've got a picture for it. So you may as well start by asking your question. Pretty quick. I'm, I'm scared about this. We're already an hour and ten minutes in, ten minutes in. Yeah. How long are you going for, guys? Uh, got nowhere to be. Got nowhere to be. Yeah, I've got um, nowhere to be. So, where's your question, um, Richie? Well, my question was just around rep footy. So we're coming towards the end of the season now. Still don't know if there's going to be any rep footy. Um, but I just wanted to, you know, have a little bit of a fun, put your selectors hat sort of exercise for, for my question. Yeah. With your Kiwi selectors hat, and I know you're an expert in the forwards, pick us your Kiwis forward pack on form, mate. If, if there was a test coming up after the NRL, who are you picking in the forwards for the Kiwis? And I've even, I've even worn a singlet uh, for the question. There you go. Yeah, not allowed to. I think you mean me. Not allowed to leave my house. I'm an essential worker, so I leave my house every day. Unfortunately, um, so. Um, but yes, thank thanks for that question. You gave it to me ahead of time so we could prepare. And you actually, I'll give the credit to you. You created a, a little beautiful picture for me. Um, I made the pics. You found the pictures. So that is my forward pack. I would use. It was actually really hard. The front row I felt picked itself. Um, Brandon Smith's kind of the best New Zealand hooker out there. James Fisher-Harris, I think, has been the best prop in the game. And I think Hargraves has been playing really well out of the other Kiwi props. There's Nelson um, Soyola as well, um, Bromwich. Um, but I've put them on my bench. It was the, yeah. the second row in locks that I struggled with. Um, Papali'i, I think, has been one of the best second rowers in the game, so I've given him yep. the nod. Um, then I was stuck. Isaac Louis, I think, has been really good, so I've made him my lock. And then I wasn't sure on my second row, but I've gone with Tapani um, based on bias because I like him, and I think he's been one of the stronger performers for the Raiders in the pack. So I've mm. given him the, the gift there. But it is very hard, and there's so many other players I would like. Um, to pick, but then I remembered that they defected to Tonga, <laughs> so I could. I, um, I think you've done a pretty spot-on job there. I don't think I would have picked a lot different. Papali'i has kind of picked himself this season. The front row, yeah. like you said, picks itself, and then you've st even with that starting front row you've picked, you've still got Jesse Bromwich and Asafa Sol Solomona. Man, we've got an embarrassment of riches when it comes to forwards. Um, I think that Ford pack would be smashing the kangaroo Ford pack. I, I'm biased, but yeah, it looks yeah. good. Yeah. Um, and then my one, my question. So thank you for that. Um, my question for you was a little bit different. It said, um, I, we didn't even cover it in the news because it became a non-news moment, but uh, the NRL, we're thinking of bringing in a kick rule um, that was quickly taken away with all the backlash to it because it was a stupid idea um, it was stupid so i want you to pitch a rule um that you could bring into the competition any rule that you would like um that you think would make the game better okay this may strike you brad this may strike you and and everyone watching is it you know is a bit hard to believe but i'm not much of an ideas man um so instead of <laughs> instead of giving a new rule, I'm going to sort of go back in time a wee bit. 
um, we were kind of talking about how teams are just milking the six again on first, first second tackle. Um, and it should be a penalty. Like, you know, when you've got a scrum and teams just offside from the, from the scrum or, or first tackle just to slow your ruck down and, and start your set off and really slowly and on the back foot, it should be a penalty. Um, I don't, and that's where I don't agree with the six again. I agree with the six agains, but not in that situation. I think, I think um, if you're doing it from scrums, from first tackle, I think that should be a penalty. Pe- teams are just milking it and going offside just to start other team sets off poorly and, and give them a leg up. So that's what I would change. I would, I would make that a penalty rather than a six again. And other than that, I'd leave the game as it is. I don't, I don't really like how they keep looking to try and fiddle with things and, and change what doesn't really need to be changed. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. I was hoping, I was hoping you would do something like that. Cause that's kind of what I agree with. Um, Stephen actually asked a question. What country does that monster prop at the Tigers rep? That one, unfortunately, um, that's Stefano Utukamanu. Um, he was born in Odahu, um, so naturally he is representing Australia, so he can play Origin. <laughs> um, yeah, he was pulled into um, the New South Wales squad for Game 3 this year. So he's um, declared himself for Australia because he was born in Middlemore Hospital, which is a well-known hospital in Australia. Um, Beautiful suburb, that Odahu. Beautiful suburb. Yeah. It's where I was born too, so I didn't know I was Australian too, but don't hold it against me. <laughs> That's where um, I was born as well. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, great question. We may as well, we'll speed along and get into our picks and um, predictions for round 25, the final round of the year um, of the regular season and your centre of the universe. Yeah, all great things came from Middlemore. Um, yeah. So Friday night, uh, Thursday night, sorry, we've got Raiders Roosters. Um, I've gone with the Roosters, even though I'm so confident the Raiders will make the eight. Who have you picked? <laughs> I went Roosters too, but yeah, I, I, I now that I think about it and Joey Manu not there, I think it might be a bit tighter than I was initially thinking. So, But I've gone Roosters. Yeah. Can't back out now. Yeah, yeah exactly. I've penciled them in already. Um, Then first game on Friday, we've got Sharks versus Storm. I've gone with Storm. I think even without some of their players, they should still beat the Sharks here. Yeah, I went that way too. I think especially after losing quite, you know, not performing up to their normal high standards over the weekend, I think they'll want to bounce back. Yeah. um, A game, having to play the Storm after they've lost is never a good time. Yeah. Yeah. that takes us to the next game on Friday, the Eels-Panthers. I've gone with Panthers. Um, yeah, like I said, I think the Eels game was a once once in a lifetime, and I think they're going to fall back. Well, we'll find out. It puts a bit, yeah. it put, puts a bit more interest on the game, that's for sure. But I've gone yeah. Panthers too, like I was just saying. I think they're shaping up nicely now for a good run into the deep into the finals. Then first game on Saturday, Broncos-Knights. I've gone with Knights. Um, I think that that spine combination is going to be too good. Yep, same here. No, you can't win Broncos. No, yeah, I was going to say. I was just tricking you. I would, no, yeah. what I, I would have, but I'm trying to beat you in the tips, Brad. So, yeah, 
unfortunately, I had to swing the other way on that one. It's I'm the driver's seat when I'm in the lead. Um, yeah, it could it could be one of those games though. Uh, again, like we said last week, there was a lot of games that you um, got right that I thought I this, was going to get. This was one of the ones where, yeah, I thought it's close enough. It's a close enough call where I have to pick the opposite to you here, even though my my head is actually agreeing with you. Um, next game, we've got Cowboys Seagulls. I've gone with Seagulls. Think um, it was great to see the Cowboys break that losing streak, but they're going to go back into it this week. Yeah, I think then for a world of hurt this week. Yeah, <laughs> manly. Yeah, and then the last game on Saturday is Rabbitohs Dragons. Kind of rinse and repeat what we just said. I'm going with the Rabbitohs. I think they're going to make the Dragons look silly. Yeah, I think so too. Rabbitohs seems in a pretty easy pick. Yeah. Then first game on Sunday, last game for us as Warriors fans this year, Titans versus Warriors. I've gone with the Titans. You're a um, disgrace. You went with the Raiders <laughs> last week. What do you know? I was um, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think the Titans, as cliche as it say, is going to be, I think they've just got more to play for this week. Um, they Warriors still have a chance at the eight, which... That may happen, though. The Warriors haven't lost the Titans this year. They're, they've got a draw and a win. Um, so you could say they could get the win, and I, I hope so. As a Warriors fan, I just think the Titans um, will get that extra edge that they need. The dream of the finals is gone now. The pressure's off. We're, we're going we're gonna to release, release the beast. You watch. Release the beast. I, I, I would love to see that, even if it costs me a, a, a point. Um, I'd love to see the Warriors end on a win. And that takes yeah, us to the last last game of the regular season. The, what the a NRL game. Really, they did what a, a favour here. Um, see, Simon said, do you know the Warriors are the Titans bogey team? That doesn't help my picks there, Simon. Come on. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, um, the NRL, they, they planned this well to make sure the last game before playoffs is the Tigers and the Bulldogs. It's um, a belter. Great game. Um, I've gone with the Tigers here. Um, I think it could go either way, but I think the Tigers just had a little bit, little bit more oomph in their attack. But you reckon they got more oomph? <laughs> they got I, more oomph. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. It's the doggies don't have a lot of oomph, do they? Um, no. Yeah, I've gone Tigers. Lesser of two evils. Okay, so the only difference we have are the Broncos Knights and Titans Warriors, and I'm just going back to Simon's pick. Simon's pick the Roosters by six, Storm by ten, Panthers by fourteen, Knights by four, Seagulls by twelve, Rabbitohs by twenty, Warriors by four, and Bulldogs by four. So he's kind of gone my way with the the Knights Broncos and your way, the thing which I'm fine with. If Simon's on the money here, it means I stay in the lead. So I, I'm here. Um, so I'll take that. So, um, yeah, that's our, our round five. Um, and yes, I said with Tigers Boulders match, who cares? And Nigel said they're finally showing, okay, <laughs> so, um, they're finally showing the Recliff Dolphins on Channel Nine and Oz, um, but go figure the same time as the Warriors. So, there you go. Um, you got to choose the Warriors there, yeah, yeah. And, um, we, we're running super long as we've been doing recently, Paul. I'm sorry, but to- the, the, anyone may maybe put a, a, um, a trash game at the end there because it clashes with the Bledisloe Cup 3. It's on the same time, so that way... Is that, is, is that soccer, is it, Paul? That's right, that's soccer, that's right. 
soccer okay so, <laughs> um no yeah um i don't think the nrl care about that but that could be um it's it's no, better for yeah. the tv people might care about that thinking that might lose that so yeah no one's gonna yeah. watch that game anyway so might as well put it up, up, up against and i guess also you got the afl finals uh semi-finals or finals this weekend haven't you as well so yeah again they're probably trying to avoid putting good games up against uh those games as well yeah mm. and um we we have gone a bit long in the two so um i'll just quickly go over the results for super league and the news the only big news i got really um was adrian lamb the coach of wigan is to leave at the end of the year he won coach of the year last year but it's been a brutal year for wigan this season and um it's um it's been enough to give him the kick. No word on he's going to be taking over. And yes, Simon's mentioned as well. Um, the It's Magic Weekend um, in Super League this week. Um, so all the teams are playing the same venue um, and all the games are on Sky Sport 4. So before we talk about that, though, Salford defeated Harley FC 42-14. Wakefield defeated Leeds 20-13. Wigan defeated Castleford 22-0. Um, Lee, after celebrating their, their first ever win, got beaten 64-0 by Catalans. So um, big four from Grace there. Uh, St. Helens defeated Warrington 24-14, and Huddersfield defeated Hale, Hale KR 40-28. And then um, that magic round is over two days. Um, the first day you've got Castleford versus Salford, St. Helens versus Catalans, Leeds versus Hull FC. Then on the second day you've got um, Huddersfield versus Wakefield, Wigan versus Warrington, and Lee versus Hull KR. So um, there's some good matchups in there. Um, I still think Catalans is going to go all the way. Um, mm. And yeah, Simon's also said that if Catalan Dragons beat St. Helens this weekend, um, they'll win the League Shield um, leaders. There's um, no mathematical chance um, for Lee to stay in the Super League now, um, which is unfortunate for them. Um, with the relegation back in, they've been in there for a year and they're going to be out, um, which is, yeah, unfortunate for them. But was there anything else you wanted to add before we let everyone go, Richie? Uh, no, just as always, thanks to all you rugby league experts in the comments. Um, there you oh, yeah, go. There thanks go. to all you guys yeah. in the comments. Uh, yeah, it's really good. All your, all your insights uh, make Brad and I look like, you know, you probably show us up on our knowledge, so yeah, thanks for that, guys. And, uh, yeah, and yeah, thanks, Nigel. And I just want to point out that um, Adrian Lamb's been sacked because his team's fourth. Uh, so I'd take fourth, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd take fourth as well. But it's Catalan's, it's Catalan's competition to lose. Um, but yeah, and got do using the top six pay off this year in the Super League. I don't understand the question. Sorry, Simon. Um, I think he's trying to say the top, it's a top six playoff. So um, it's the final, yeah, final series of gotcha. top six teams. Yeah, um, which is what some people have been calling for in the NRL too. Um, but yeah, I still think it's going to be Catalans, unfortunately. I'd like Wigan to go um, through as a as a, a selfish Wigan fan. But Catalans have just looked dominant all year. Um, but yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in and joining us tonight on the standoff with Brad and Richie. For your weekly update on Rugby League, tune in to our show next week at 8pm on Facebook 
great convenience on iHeartRadio just from able to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Um, thank you again for joining me, Richie, and good night, everyone. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.